Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, April 12, 2022, and this is day 1487 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you and thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up to see a brand new day that we've never seen before. Thank you, Lord, for all the beautiful Uh, birds and the songs that they sing just so that we can have a beautiful day and and they too but it's just uh, a joy to hear uh, the creatures that you created and uh, how you've given us authority over every single thing here on this earth and uh, Lord that we will begin to walk in that and that we will walk in that unconditional love that you've given us. I pray, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is secrets and shame. Secrets and shame. Sometimes we have struggles Uh, with our past, and the enemy will throw it in our face uh, to say, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not acceptable, look at what you did, you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, God is saying that that is something that he will handle if we give it to him. You don't have to walk in shame or fear uh, or any of those things any longer. We're going to be coming out of Exodus chapter 2 verses 11 through 25, and we're going to learn a little bit more about what Moses did and the shame that he went through. Uh, Again, Exodus chapter 2, starting at verse 11, and it says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out where his own people were and, and watched them at their hard labor. Okay, so Moses was rescued by Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, Actually, it's part of God's plan. Uh, Pharaoh's father, uh, Pharaoh's daughter's father, who is Pharaoh, uh, had had put out a decree that every boy baby would should be thrown into the Nile River, and his mother refused to do that, and and she made a miniature ship for him, and put him out among the reeds. And when Pharaoh's daughter came to bathe, she saw him. She had compassion upon him and kept her and raised him up as her own. So he was raised as a, in the palace. He was a Hebrew, uh, not an Egyptian, but he was raised as an Egyptian and he was he was royalty and he was taught how to to fight like an Egyptian, how to, you know, live in royalty as an Egyptian. Uh, that, you know, at that time. So now we get an idea of what's going on with him now that we know a little bit more about the backstory. So it says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, looking this way and that and seeing no one. He killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? The man said, who made you ruler and judge over us? 
Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought what I did must have become known. When Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. Some shepherds came along and drove them away, but Moses got up and came to their rescue and watered the flock. So this is a whole nother story within a story. I'm not going to go there right now, but to see these seven women who were shepherds taking care of their father's flock was a rare thing. Uh, the men did that typically, and that's one of the reasons they were taking advantage of them and ran and running them off. But these were powerful seven women uh, that were that were shepherds. And uh, anyway, all right, so let's go to verse 18. When the girls returned to Reuel, Reuel, which was their father, his name was also known. He was also called Jethro. He asked them, why have you returned so early today? <laughs> because they would always encounter, I would imagine, something or someone that would slow down their process. Verse 19, they answered, an Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds. So they saw Moses as an Egyptian, the way he carried himself, the way he dressed, the way he looked. He was raised as an Egyptian, but he knew he was a Hebrew. He even drew water for us and watered the flock. And where is he? Reuel asked his daughters. Why did you leave him? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses agreed to stay with the man who gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses in marriage. Zipporah gave birth to a son and Moses named him Gershom, saying, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. During that period, long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out, and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. This had been going on for many years uh, with the Israelites, uh, and we say Hebrews, they're Israelites as well, you know, so that they had been enslaved ever since the new Pharaoh, uh, after Joseph had died, and the new Pharaoh uh, became a uh, ruler, and uh, out of fear, he put them in bondage and oppressed them because he felt like there were so many of them that they would turn against him at any moment and and would win because there were so many of them. Uh, but Moses hid uh, after killing the Egyptian and, and out of fear, running for his life. And, and he was on the backside of that mountain in the desert for about 40 years. That's how long it was, it was. So let's go to our points. Point number one, shame can be devastating and it can cripple our growth. It literally eats us up inside like gangrene does to our flesh. The root of shame is fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we understand that fear is an evil spirit from Satan. Shame makes us feel like we're not good enough. You might uh, think or say things like, 
Most of the people I know are doing so much better than me. I can barely keep the bills paid. And my, and, and my high school or college friends have big homes and nice cars. Or, or you might say, why can't I find a good husband or a good wife? All my friends are married. Or why can't I have children? Even people that I don't even, that don't even want their kids are able to have children. What's wrong with me? You know, we can't help but, but wonder sometimes or, or people might think, oh, you know what? They, they're smart. They must have their degree or, or, or they must have graduated from high school, but yet that's been kept back too because the way that the world system is, we dare not say the truth uh, about our education or, or we dare not say the truth about something we've done, but God has forgiven us, but the world may not forgive us. So there are certain things that we just keep in hiding. We keep it as a secret. Point number two. As we sink deeper into shame, we begin to hide things like Moses did when he killed the Egyptian. We keep secrets. We become silent and feel judged uh, all the time. We're, we're wondering, what are people thinking about me? Why are they looking at me like that? Do they know what I did? Do they know who I really am or where I came from? Even though, you know, I might be changed now. I'm a child of the king, but... But yet I still struggle with the secret. Brene Brown uh, states that shame says I am bad and guilt says I did something bad. And that empathy is the antidote to shame. Uncon now, this is the, that that was a quote from Brene Brown. But but here's uh, what what the Lord gave me. Unconditional love is the root of empathy. You know, if we truly show empathy, that putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, we've got to love them unconditionally. Because when we show true empathy, we put our own opinions away to truly hear what that person is saying. We're not listening to judge them. We're not listening. We're, I'm sorry, we're listening to understand what they're going through, not to judge them. That's what God does for us. That's why. He forgives us. When we ask him for forgiveness, he forgives us as far as the east is from the west. And he doesn't remember it anymore. The only ones who remember it would be us or other people. And Satan will use other people to make, try to make us feel guilty. And many times we can be our own worst enemy. It literally takes vulnerability uh, to free ourselves from shame. <clears throat> of course, the word of God, the Lord, and then we need to be vulnerable. We need to, to be free to say, okay, here's what's going on with me. And it doesn't mean you have to give it as a testimony. You don't have to tell the whole church. You know, uh, the Bible says it is a fool that tells his whole heart. So there's certain things that, that we don't say. It's, it's, a, it, it's all about God's timing and, and, uh, where he would have us to, either confess it or we just or we just confess it to him ourselves. You know, we don't have to to tell the whole world. Uh, there may be certain things that God says to tell the world, but there are other things that he's saying, hey, come to me, give it to me. Or it might be somebody you trust as a prayer partner or somebody, a, a pastor or, or a, a deacon or a, 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 someone in the church that you trust. 
or just a friend, you know, that that you trust deeply that, you know, and and they too are rooted and grounded in the word of God and and they they know how to love unconditionally. They know about the word. They know, you know, that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Not one person is perfect. Not one. The only uh, one perfect is Jesus. You know, none of us humans are perfect. That's why we need a Jesus. That's why we need a savior so that we can be reconciled back to God so that we can be with the Lord for eternity after we leave this earth. So this is temporary, you know, and this is what my mom would always say, our earth suit. This is our earth suit that we're in right now uh, to so that we are able to stay on this earth. You know, I had this secret for years. It haunted me. Uh, and I'll never forget a lady came to our church and I've shared this story with you and, and the Lord says to share it again because, um, you know, many times we might think I'm the only one and God is saying, no, you're not. And, And as a teenager, uh, I had gotten an abortion and twice, uh, and, and at that time, you know, I didn't, I wasn't saved, but I didn't think much of it. You know, I just knew, uh, and my mom knew to, you don't need to be pregnant right now. This is not a time for you to be pregnant, to have a child. And, uh, and it, and it was with, uh, my husband, from, uh, who I'm married to now, but that, uh, haunted me for a long time. And, I remember uh, now back to the story about the lady that came to our church. And so this is, I got saved and and uh, was free in my early 20s. Uh, but still, that was something deep rooted in me because now I know, knew for beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was wrong, that it was murder. Uh, because, you know, many people think it's okay, but I know better uh, because of what the word of God says. And I know you know, that that is murder, just no different than what Moses did, you know, and um, I really, it ate at me, and uh, when this lady, this minister came to our church years ago, and it was at our women's meeting that we would have once a month uh, on a Saturday, and she came in, and we would always have guest speakers. I didn't know what she was going to talk about, and she talked about being forgiven, And she talked about one specific thing, and that was abortion. And she talked about how so many women have had abortions and are now traumatized and are in pain and suffering within, inside, because of this act that we have done. And she said she wanted to let us know that we are forgiven, that God has forgiven us you know, we've, if we've repented, God has forgiven us and that our babies are safe with God, that they're in heaven and that they're whole and that they're with the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. And it was so much more to the message, but that was the main message. And I'm going to tell you, I was set free that day. I was delivered that day. I mean, tears streaming down my face. I was so grateful to know that God still loved me and that I was forgiven. 
and that my children are with the Lord and that they are whole and that they are well. And I'll never forget it. It blessed my soul so much. And from that point, I was able to move forward and fully do uh, what God had given me to do in fulfilling my purpose. Many times we don't even realize that we're stagnated because we've gotten so used to functioning uh, half-heartedly or um, you know, not to the fullest capacity that we could because it becomes the norm and not realizing that there's something within us that's holding us back and that the enemy is loving it and it's and it's a it's a form of oppression um you know so uh god is saying you are free give it to him we uh he says cast your cares upon me for i care for you and he truly wants us to do that so whatever that is that has been holding you down keeping you you know in bondage um it's your day to let that go. And God loves you still, you know, no matter what it is. You see, he forgave Moses. He murdered a man. He forgave me. I too murdered two children through abortion. And God forgave me. God is no respecter of persons. And he will forgive you if you give it to him and let it go. And stop walking in shame uh, because that's where the enemy wants to keep you. And if he can keep you in shame and and, and, and in bondage and you'll not experience your true freedom that God has for you. All right. And I love you, too. All right. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. That is the ultimate right there. To be with the Lord for eternity. I love you all very, very much. I mean that from my heart. And I know the Lord loves you too. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you. Show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on T-Zone, kc.org. Check out what we're doing in the community with our youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. Please become a partner. Uh, you know, it only takes five or ten dollars a month if you go on our website and click donate and you can take it from there. <laughs> All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye bye.